Hello and welcome to another VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged. I am your host, Bill Roth, Director of Cloud Economics here at VMware. Today's guest is Arthi Raju, Principal Solutions Architect at Amazon. Welcome, Arthi. Hey, Bill. Thank you. Today we're going to talk a lot about the services that Amazon has available and how it's going to help you kind of expand, extend and expand your applications. So, Arthi, let's get started. Um, in How would you describe how VMware Cloud on AWS helps customers to modernize their uh, applications? Yeah, thanks, Bill. Uh, what we see from customers is uh, customers starting to use VMware Cloud on AWS. First of all, I think even before jumping into the deeper modernization concept, it allows customers to like move from their data center to uh, the AWS's global infrastructure. This itself is something we consider and our customers tell us is like the first step towards their uh, modernization journey because customers now have the ability to take advantage of the global presence that AWS has. So today we are in 24 regions across um, 76 availability zones. So this itself provides customers with benefits of availability, performance, uh, scalability, and also uh, flexibility from a cost perspective, right? And then second thing, if you think about modernization, uh, when customers are running in VMware Cloud on AWS, it enables them to, um, or it allows VMware admins to forget about updating hardware or patching the servers or upgrading uh, ESXi host, right? It gives them um, the time to go build on their applications instead of worrying about how much spare capacity should I be having and think about focusing on modernizing uh, their application. Excellent. So um, as, as folks kind of migrate their workloads over, um, what, what does the usage look like? Uh, what kind of, what are you seeing from customers in general once they take their, their workloads and move them onto VMware Cloud on AWS in terms of service usage? Yeah, good question. Uh, every customer is different and it depends on what phase they are in and if they already have an existing uh, AWS presence. Uh, some of the customers that uh, I've worked with um, who are fairly new to AWS but have a substantial VMware workloads running on-premises um, migrate specific use cases that they're looking into the cloud, into VMware Cloud on AWS. Um, and for these customers that don't like already run significant portions of their workloads in AWS, they start with specific use cases such as uh, backup and restore, DR, archiving, or hybrid cloud storage. Um, this is where we look into like our storage services for these customers, like services like Amazon S3 or EFS or FSX or cloud, uh, the storage gateway. These helps customers, these services help customers with the use cases that I talked about, like DR, archiving, et cetera. There are also some customers who are much more advanced, right? They do have a good significant portion of VMware workloads. They also run, um, more agile workloads uh, on AWS. So um, for, for these kind of customers, right, this requires a different kind of application than what they've been running on premises for the AWS side of applications, what we call the modern applications. And these cover use cases like um, IoT, AI, ML, batch processing, or microservices, uh, microservice backends, et cetera. So there's different use cases that we see. It depends. It, highly depends on where the customer is in the migration and modernization journey. 
But I suspect if you were to do a histogram of service usage, one assumes that things like database systems would be at the top of the list. Is that a, yeah. a good assumption? Yeah, so uh, we do see a, a number of customers, some of our uh, publicly referenceable customers today uh, use Amazon RDS. Like for example, they migrate their workloads into VMware Cloud on AWS, and then they want to also use a managed database service that provides them the flexibility and availability uh, that they normally don't get in their on-premises environment. So uh, for example, right, like Amazon, uh, with RDS, you, we do provide different engines with MySQL or SQL Server. So customers do run these database environments natively on AWS and integrate them with the VMware Cloud on AWS. And that integration is a key aspect that both companies have uh, jointly engineered together, right? It's not just using public endpoints or uh, using the plain internet to communicate. We do have a low latency connection that I can talk to later as we talk about these services on how this integration works. Excellent. Tell me about some of the other use cases and um, sort of problems they solve. I imagine security um, and application protection are fairly uh, popular. Tell me a little bit about how you'd accomplish that. Yeah, one of our very early use cases, and I actually personally worked with a customer on this use case, is something that you talked about, the application security. Uh, customers, we have customers who've migrated into VMware Cloud on AWS and want to take advantage of the security services that AWS provides from our uh, DDoS mitigation service to our web application firewall. So what we see customers uh, doing with these um, services is, the problem is very simple. The problem is, hey, I have this web application that I'm running inside VMware Cloud on AWS. I want to use the security services from a firewall, a web application firewall and DDoS service and use that as a front end into this application that I'm running. So what we've seen customers do is, um, the customers use what we call uh, the AWS's application load balancer. Uh, in their own account, and they have the VMware Cloud on AWS backing this network, uh, these application load balancers. Um, and then what happens is this load balancer is capable of integrating with the security services that I talked about, the uh, AWS Shield, which is our DDoS mitigation uh, service, and then the web application firewall. So integrating these services with existing VMware Cloud on AWS kind of puts them... Um, at top of their game for the security. They have all these security services integrated. And the cool thing is these are not different. Like just because you're integrating VMware Cloud on AWS into the native AWS services, it's not different. It's the same uh, console. It's the same uh, workflow that they would follow for their native AWS services. If I were to run a regular web application on my AWS account, this is the exact same workflow I would follow. So Artie, we've already talked about databases as such. Um, tell me a little bit more about how Amazon is evolving into sort of data analytics on top of all of that data. Yeah, uh, analytics is a, a broad, it has a broad set of services that AWS provides today. Uh, from like, uh, I think we started like when we launched VMC, we did have customers who were interested in specifically doing data warehousing. And that's where Amazon Redshift, we integrate 
what they are, what applications that they are running uh, within their VMC with an Amazon Redshift cluster that they can have inside uh, their AWS account. Uh, we're slowly also starting to see customers explore other analytics services that AWS offers today. For example, uh, the operational analytics with our uh, Elastic Search service or uh, big data processing with Amazon EMR. And we also see uh, customers who do um, like real-time data movement, right? Like we do have Amazon Kinesis that allows you to kind of uh, do this real-time data movement. Like they can push data from VMC into a Kinesis queue to analyze data. So we do see customers kind of using our analytics services in different way. The common ones that I've seen so far are primarily around the data warehousing and real-time analytics. Excellent. Um so I've got to imagine that for that there's a lot of kind of mixing between kind of newer workloads on AWS and VMC and AWS. Uh, talk to me about that use case and, uh, you know, sort of scenarios around that. Yeah. Uh, for customers starting with an application hosted on-premises, the most common approach we see from our customers is to uh, re-host, basically lift and shift an application to the cloud. And that's where uh, they can migrate uh, whatever they're running into a VMware cloud on AWS without having to re-architect. Uh, most customers then start leveraging some of the services that I talked about, the managed services in the cloud, like Amazon RDS is a good example offloading things like databases and API management to AWS so that they can focus on what their business logic is. Um, today, uh, we also see more and more customers taking the path of what we call the reinvention, like building brand new applications, such as like serverless uh, microservices um, that enable these organizations to kind of take full advantage of the cloud. And these are applications that could go natively uh, into AWS, right? So if you think about it, there's no like, correct way to modernize because on the AWS platform, applications can coexist in all states and interact successfully uh, on any of these paths. So that's why I tell customers when we kind of think about the architecture patterns that we sit with them, when we sit with them and design is like, hey, uh, is this something you want to re-host without modifying any of the underlying components? Then yes, let's look into migrating into VMware Cloud on AWS. Is this a brand new application that you're thinking and you're building out of like, let's say a serverless framework? Can we just use native AWS Lambda for it? Excellent. Yeah, those are great, great. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Lambda. It's one of my favorite services um, in terms of really causing people to think differently about how their next generation apps can be built. And uh, super interesting both set of programming models as well as um, kind of operational model with billing. Yeah, I uh, I personally like, uh, I am I, I, not a great programmer per se, but I started exploring Lambda for like smaller use cases, right? Like you won't imagine like you could use it for like triggering specific actions, but super helpful and uh, very easy to do. I think that's the key thing. Right, I agree. So let's talk about some of the newer things we've mentioned. Uh, you kind of made glancing mention of machine learning and other high level services. How are those being used and what's seen? I mean, machine learning has tons of applicability uh, across the spectrum, whether it's, you know, helping to understand customer behavior, targeting voters, et cetera. Talk to me about some of the higher level services that Amazon is offering and how you see that being used. 
Yeah, there's a, uh, just to talk at a very high level to see, uh, to show you how Amazon like kind of, we expanded into the machine learning portfolio, right? There's ML services itself that we offer that uh, allows customers to like build, train and deploy machine learning faster, right? Not everybody is a data scientist. So we provide these services so we can um, get everybody to start looking at how machine learning can help within their organization. Uh, where this also, uh, where I personally find also helpful is some of the AI services that gets, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the AI services that gets added. You talked about some of the uh, uh, services, um, things like recommendation engines, right? Like mm -hmm. every company now like wants to build a recommendation engine and this is where Amazon Personalize can kind of help them. There's also forecasting that we think about doing and uh, we do have a service called Amazon Forecast that uh, helps customers to build uh, accurate forecasting models based on uh, the same machine learning forecasting technology that Amazon.com uses today. There's also other areas uh, in the AI space uh, where things like Wise with Amazon Polly. Uh, we were recently doing, I think we are doing our VMC training videos right now and we're using Amazon Polly to get that, um, uh, turn all our text that we are documenting into lifelike speech because I don't want to be the person speaking. So I'm using Amazon Polly to kind of do that for me. Um, so we do also have a lot of customers, right? I think the important thing is there's a lot of services like we do have enterprise search that was uh, recently released with Amazon Kendra. We have fraud detection services and we do have a number of customers like uh, Findra or NASA using these AI and ML services that AWS provides in order to uh, enhance and uh, modernize their applications that they are building today. Interesting. And I think you said something on the order of 170, 175 services uh, available to uh, developers today? Yeah, there's more than uh, approximately 175 services that AWS provides. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much. We've been speaking this week with Arthi Raju, Principal Solutions Architect at Amazon. This is Bill Roth for VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged. We'll talk to you next time.